I had the opportunity of being at Crowhurst on a day's uh, retreat, prayer retreat, and uh, some of this I wrote there, some of it I wrote at home afterwards. And the title of my talk today is Silence. To continue consider silence and to teach and reflect on it brings with it a problem. The silence is broken by the noise and the chatter of my spoken word. So today I seek to find the silence of the Lord, the silence of Jesus. It reflected in what Ralph shared. It's to do with the fragrance of Jesus, his presence, the peace of Jesus. It's the silence within and I trust that you will receive what I have to say with a silent, quiet countenance. I teach on this with a problem. I am not a quiet person, and generally it's not my first choice as a place to be silent. And yet I know that it's often the most important thing. If one thinks of music, it's the pauses, the quiet bits between the notes that are as important as the sounds. The silence may give dramatic input or reflective emotion or reaction. The spaces, the empty spaces between words, and again, it's a hidden dramatic part of what we read and hear. In the Bible, in Ecclesiastes 5, verse 2, it says this. And note, please, the gap or the silence between the words. Ecclesiastes 5, verse 2. Do not be quick with your mouth. Do not be hasty in your heart to utter anything before God. God is in heaven and you are on earth. So let your words be few as a dream comes when there are many cares. So the speech of a fool when there are many words. It's uncomfortable words for the noisy among us. Among us. Silence may be sought for refuge of the stressed, the mother with the child. Oh, do be quiet. I'm sure Rachel doesn't say that. She's too young, but when they're older. If you say that again, oh, I'll scream. Those of you who've had children will reflect that. And as Kenny Everett once joked, I thought my name was shut up until I was 15. Is the silence always a good thing? The gulf between people, the gulf of silence? The silence before wrongdoing when words should be spoken. The silence of grief within, the lonely place, that place of silence, with nobody to speak to, unable to share, the good news that's happened to you, 
but there's nobody there. So the radio comes on as company in the place of the person always alone. When I'm alone, I like the company of my noisy, chirpy, budgerigar. Others have the untalking dog or cat. Some people, some people will hide from the silence. It's a place where they meet themselves and maybe they don't like to do that for many reasons. As Christians, it is not for us to hide in silence. For believers, you are my hiding place, are the words that apply. And that's with the Lord. You hide in the Lord. You hide in Jesus. You see, as I found in a week alone in Tel Aviv, I was walking along the long promenade between Tel Aviv and Jaffa, and I knew nobody, and I was alone. But in that, I found something. I didn't find a Jaffa orange that day, going to Jaffa, or Yaffa as they call it. I found, with God, you are never alone. Note the pauses, the power of the silences in that true sentence. I found, with God, you are never alone. And that was a revelation to me, and it's still with me. So we seek God in the silent place. So how can we know if we've actually heard his voice? And I personally have found it helpful to know that the first voice you hear the first voice you hear, and it's usually clear, and it's usually the Lord. And it's fast, it's almost before you heard it. It's sometimes an impression, maybe you haven't heard, but it's just something in your spirit, that first thing that is really quick. The second voice you hear, the one with the but or the maybe, the doubt or the question about what you heard and what it was about is often the enemy. It's often Satan whispering or coming in and kicking things over, wrecking and destroying. And the third voice, the third voice you hear, much slower. That's you, your voice. You see why? Why can that be why can I say that? You see, God is faster than Satan, and Satan is faster than you. I just hope that may help you when you're actually trying to listen and discern in the silence to God's voice. And once you have heard, it says in 1 John 4 verse 1, it says this, test or try the spirits. Test or try what you've heard. Is it biblical? Is that like a plumb line? Does it fit with what God says? Does it fit? If it doesn't fit, then maybe you've heard the second voice. It's that first voice. But there's only one voice, one spirit that we want anything to do with. That one Holy Spirit. Not our spirit or by any other spirits that are so popular out there. But, as it says in Romans 8 verse 14, 
as many as are led by the Spirit of God. Unless you discern the voice of God, the voice of natural man or woman will make you see what God is doing before you as excitement. You'll write it off as excitement or emotion or some other power. You need to be led by the Spirit of God to discern the voice of God. See, God blows like a mighty wind, like a gale. But it's the silent bits between the gusts that causes what in us? The anticipation. We heard that big gust, it hit the house, everything shook. And then there's the silence, isn't there? But at that point of silence, at that point of silence is the anticipation. And we remember, we remember the last gust. There's a Christian classic book. It's called Practicing the Presence of God. You can often pick it up in shops. It's often just a pound. And it's a lot to do with us being contemplative, being reflective, being still, and yes, being silent. Today, God has heard our covenant words. If you can't remember them, get hold of this book, and there it is on page five, above the chapel. Chapel's picture. So God has heard our covenant words as a body today, as you stood and spoke those words out. So let's enter a period in our lives, shall we, of reflective silence between the busyness as we sense what God wants us to say now. I'll read the chapel promise for those who are listening on the internet. The chapel promise says this, in response to God's promises and commands, we promise to walk together in all the ways of the Lord as he has revealed them or will reveal them through his Holy Spirit and through the Bible. We freely and gladly bind ourselves by his love to live in loving communion with one another as people of a church of Jesus Christ. Trust these words will bless anybody who is listening. And now I'm going to end my talk on silence with silence.